1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand.
0: Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? And we're doing the show from the Wynyard Compass at high school. And we got some family kicking around here somewhere, too. My brother just brought his family by, his wife and his two boys, so uh, we're right in the holiday spirit. They may be playing some basketball in behind me here, but uh, right now I think they're going and uh, trying to find dad's old uh, high school graduation photo, and mom's too. They both graduated from the Winyard Composite High School. As we say hello and welcome to hour two of the show. and. For our podcast listeners, hour two as well. Thank you for tuning in and happy holidays wherever you are, whenever you may be listening to this. And if you're joining us live on YouTube and uh, on Game Plus, we say Merry Christmas as well. As we want to welcome in Darren Bombing again. We had him in for hour one and he's back here for hour two. Uh, What's changed in the last, what, 35 minutes since we've seen you,
2: Darren? Well, uh dog sitting a whippet. If you don't know what a whippet is, it's like a mini greyhound, like one of the most unique dogs ever. So dog sitting a whippet, she okay. woke up. She's like an absolute sweetheart. Her name is junie short for Juniper, and uh I, I think I've fallen in love. Karen.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to have to get a photo at some point or you're going to have to tweet it and we're going to have to uh, we're going to pull it up. Whatever. It. Sure. Okay. You do that, and we'll go into the text line right now, 902-518-3033. Randy from The Peg says, good morning, Darren, to your guests. I went to Silver Heights, too, same time as James Patrick. Happy holidays, Rod Clan." Wow. There you go. That's, that's taking it back. Uh, Craig is watching as well. Says, preach, Darren. Love this Darren Squared segment. Um, and just so you know, he spelt it with the I, and so he was saying preach to you. Um, that's how you separate it, right? Um, happy Christmas to you, Moose, and the rest of the squad. Craig in Calgary. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, John Kirby's watching as well. Says the World Juniors in Alberta will be at 50% capacity starting Sunday, and also you won't be able to eat or drink at the games. Talk about that. John in Edmonton. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine Rod reading that text and putting his phone <laughs> through the screen. Um, John, we love you. We appreciate the comments. We brought this up yesterday a little bit. Um, What was, I guess, what's your thoughts to the 50% capacity, no food or drink at the World Juniors?
2: I mean, it's going to change the atmosphere. No question about that. Um, You know, with, with this tournament being in Canada every two cycles, um it's unfortunate i mean it really does travel across the country and you know for those fans in alberta and and you know eastern british columbia and saskatchewan that you know have a quick trip to get to those games um you know it kind of it kind of stinks like can you imagine canada winning gold and you know the buildings half full that that sucks as far as the rules and regulations you know it is what it is we we got to do what we can to to protect ourselves and uh, the reality is when people are in a hockey arena and whether they're drinking or eating or cheering, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, airflow. So, um, you know, it, it stinks. What, what more can you say at this point? You just hope we can, uh, you know, get it's, through this Omicron and, and the rest.
0: It stinks. Um, what's difficult, yeah. and I just I put on the business hat, which I, you know, never take off. But what's difficult is, okay, which 50% get in? You know, I don't know yeah. how well attended the games in Red Deer are going to be anyway if Canada's not involved. That's always the case. Um, but in Edmonton, you know, which 50% get in? And especially if you're looking at, you know, I've booked hotels. Maybe I'm at the Fantasyland. I've made travel arrangements. And now right. I may or may not be able to go or I can't go to the games. Um, that's interesting. You know, does the hotel issue refunds? Who's on the hook? It's Oof. It's a yeah. bit of a mess, but, I, but I, I, I kind of understand. I know the OUA, uh, and further on this, the OUA shut down sports, um, but my I've heard that the Canada West has not, that they're going to stay put for now in terms of travel, okay. in terms of playing their games. So that's good news, and I got that from a Canada West hockey coach, so it sounds like they're still going to be able to play their games. But uh, it'll be interesting to watch how this uh, transpires in the uh, – In the World Juniors, which, by the way, I believe Canada's taken on Russia tonight in a pre-tournament game. I think the USA has Finland. So we'll be watching closely to see what what Canada's going to look like. We welcome your thoughts. Uh, Our viewer takeover last segment, which was about 90 seconds, is for Taco Time. Burrito full Thursday. Buy one burrito, get the second one. Half off at Taco Time all day today. So the Wayne Gretzky thing. I really wanted to get into this, and I wanted to make sure we chewed some time, had some time on this. Um, Gretzky, I saw in my notifications uh, yesterday, he is convinced that Alexander Ovechkin is going to break his record of 894 goals in the NHL. O V currently sitting with 752. Gretzky's, it's a foregone conclusion to Wayne Gretzky that Alexander Ovechkin is going to break the record. He's got 752, currently sitting in fourth behind Yermer Yager of 766 and Gordy Howes 801, which means. As of today, Alexander Ovechkin needs 140 goals to get to 894 and 141 to break the record. He's 36 years old, playing the first year of a new five-year contract that he signed in the offseason. He's second in the NHL with 22 goals in 31 games and currently on pace for 58 goals. Now, I'm going to say, look at it's hard to keep up a pace throughout the whole season. But if he hits 40 goals this year, Okay, if he drops the pace and he gets to 40, that means he needs 100 goals to break the record, to get to the record, 101 to break it. Over the next four years of his contract, which he'll finish it and be 40 years old in the final year, he has to average 25 goals a year. It's our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Darren Bombing, does Alexander Ovechkin break the record?
2: So I have a couple thoughts on this. First and foremost, um, Alexander Ovechkin has found a fountain of youth, or he's mentally found a way to play his best hockey at this stage of his career. And, you know, his hot start has been a heck of a lot of fun to watch. You know, I write for NHL.com. They come to Winnipeg. He needed one goal to move into the all-time lead in power play goals and pass Dave Anderchuk. And, uh, the the Winnipeg Jets have a putrid penalty kill right now. So I'm like ready to write that story. Doesn't happen. Um, and I was a little bit surprised. But um, Yarmer Yager, like if he didn't go overseas for a couple years, what would his total be like? Because they don't include those goals. Obviously, those are NHL goal totals. Um, Wayne Gretzky, th- this is the, the thought that popped into my head when you said that, you know, there's no question in Wayne Gretzky's mind. He'll pass that record. Okay, let's have a moment here to be absolutely real. What's Wayne Gretzky going to say? Is he going to say, no, he won't catch my record? Like, that's not Wayne Gretzky's brand. He's not going to be that guy. Can you imagine? No, it is not. 99 was like, no, no, he's not going to catch. Of course he's going to say he's going to catch his record. But the question is being asked because it is possible. Like, if Ovi had 11 goals this year, Mm, I don't know if people would be like, well, could he? But now it's, can he? Like, yeah, he can. I think the optimism is, is real. And you mentioned averaging 25 goals a year through the age of 40 and the end of his contract with the Caps. Uh, it's all about, you know, getting on the right side of that ledger and how many more than 25 he can score this season, next season, maybe even the following to, to catch that record uh, or, or catch that pace a little bit quicker but all the power to him watching alexander ovechkin live in person with my own eyes last week darren like nobody plays the game like him just where he skates on the ice in transition going from you know attack zone to back check and a neutral zone ice it's almost like if you didn't know it was alexander ovechkin be like what is this guy doing out there like he skates kind of all over the place when he's away from the puck And I know TV doesn't always show that. Obviously, they'll show hyper close-ups of him. And then when he has the puck or is in the attack zone. But uh, watching him in person, especially from a press box perspective, eight and the jersey tucked behind the pants, like that famous, you can tell him it's him from from 100 miles away. Uh, he's, He's all over the place. But he's figured out a way to make it work. He obviously still has a ton of value on the ice, off as a leader, and all of that. Um, you just hope the Washington Capitals can get healthy. You know, Nick Backstrom and, and Kuznetsov, and a couple of those guys have been either covid list or injured. You know, he needs those guys. Um, when you get older and, and you start, uh, you know, to find different ways to be effective, you got to rely on that supporting cast, and Ovi needs it like anybody.
1: Hey,
0: podcast listeners, sorry to interrupt your podcast. It's Moose here wanting to tell you about another podcast, the Knuckleheads Podcast. Our friends over there, they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's called the Knuckleheads Podcast. It's their seventh season doing the podcast, and already this season they've had Kevin Durant, Jason T. Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor. Yes, NBA veterans, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. So listen in to the Knuckleheads podcast as they invite on special guests, high-profiled athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold, untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It is the Knuckleheads podcast wherever you get your podcasts look, Yirma Yager, he's played a long time and when you think of Fountain of Youth and guy who can play forever, we always think of Yager. I went back and looked. So his four years to end his 30s, you know, from 36, 37 to 40, his goal totals were 14, 2, 24, and 11. Okay? Yeah. Now, Gretzky, his last six years, he became more, even more of a playmaker. Um, but Gretzky's last six years, he hit 20 goals twice. 25 and 23 goals injuries play a factor in this too. And we know in sports, when you get older, it's unexpected when the drop offs going to happen. But when it happens, it's usually pretty steep. It's not usually pretty gradual. It's usually you go from 30 goals a year to 10 to five, you know, it becomes difficult. Um, are we, are we saying Ovechkin has to play this almost perfectly um, and not get hurt and not have a drop-off? Or are we confident that, I mean, obviously you look at him this year, he looks like a guy who could play till he's 45. Um, yep. And then you don't have to average 25 goals a season. Um, there's a lot of different factors to, to look into here.
2: Well, you look at those guys that played late into their career in the 80s and 90s versus today. And kind of those ones in between, you know, Chris Chelios playing to nearly 45 years of age. I think he was 44. Defensemen, forwards, those guys are going to be used differently. But think of the mentality of a National Hockey League coach and how deployment and usage is so different today than it was in years gone by. Where if you had Wayne Gretzky on your team, maybe Gretzky is the outlier here. But you have that speed skill or that more diminutive, smaller body type player. How are you using them? Are you using them in a checking role? Are you using them on the power play? Is he PP1 or is he PP2? Uh, How many opportunities is he getting? Who's he playing with? I think all of those things factor in a lot. And, you know, you can look at age and the team they're on. Like Yager, you know, played in the Eastern Conference his entire career until, you know, scoring one goal with the Calgary Flames in in 22 games. Um, But, you know, what is their usage? Like how are they being used? That that you're not going to see that on hockey DB or on a regular stat sheet. Um, so you know, for Alexander Ovechkin, I think they know his value is sitting in his office on that left dot and on the power play and in those situations. So I don't. I think the optimism is deserved. I think um, you know, with with where his body is, I think winning that Stanley Cup a couple years ago probably rejuvenated him a lot, as much as it probably took a lot of gas out of him in that summer of of celebration for for the great number eight. But um, you know, all the power to him. I hope uh, he pushes because when he gets close, uh, that's when it's going to be really special, and people are going to be tuning in. It's going to be great for the National Hockey League, the Capitals, and everybody.
0: Free Oleg, who was our rock star of the day yesterday, by the way, a viewer, says uh, Crosby's better, so it doesn't matter. Um, Not the question, but (laughs) I appreciate it. Jennifer Illingworth says no worries because McDavid, (laughs) yeah, because McDavid Dreisaitl will have that record, and they very well might have that record. Um, They're off to a tremendous, tremendous start. Uh, Jeff Cabilla says, speaking of fountains of youth, Yager's still playing hockey. Um, Yes. I think that's, you know, partly because he owns the team over there, right? And he has to play to sell tickets. Uh, I remember hearing that. Greg, uh, Glenn Erickson's watching. We say, Merry Christmas, Glenn. Uh, a great comparison for Gretzky slash Ovechkin might be Tiger chasing Jack Nicholas Major's record. Many of us thought it was a foregone conclusion that Tiger would set the record. Um, you're right. Things happen. The unexpectedness, it's... it's it's one thing to, to kind of say, hey, look, we got to get through this completely clean in order to break it. There is a little room for error, but I know we're going to have to break here for hour one. But I wanted to run this by you. You talked about Gretzky. What's Gretzky going to say when asked if he's going to break the record? No, he's not going to break my record. They're the best. Well, here's what Gretzky did. Now, I don't know if he actually said this, but here's what he did. I'm looking at DB. He was a point of game player and obviously um, majorly um, overachieving a point a game uh, throughout his NHL career until his very last season in the NHL. It was the only year he wasn't a point a game player. Gretzky's standards were so high that he said, I'm not a point a game guy. I'm out. Right. That's literally what happened. He had 92 points the year before. And then it was like a 60, I want to say 60 or 65 point season in his final year. And his standard was so high that he said, "I'm not a point a game
2: guy, so I'm out." That's yeah. Like he had 60, 62, Imagine. 62 points in seventy games, like nearly a point a game. I always thought he played that last year, not because of uh, you know the standard or anything. Like that. No doubt that factored in, but 99, retiring in 1999, I, I always thought that was kind of part of it. And to play the mass of well, really two full decades, right, as he entered pro hockey in 1979, if I'm not mistaken. That famous um, Edmonton yeah. Oilers rookie card. Um, but yeah, WHA and then to the NHL in, in 1979. Uh, I always thought it was like from 79 to 99, 99 retires, retire the number. Madison Square Garden, all of those kind of perfect storylines for you know the, the exceptional career in pro hockey.
0: Pretty special and pretty wild to think about if he had stretched it out another five or six years, how much yeah. further he could have added to these point Those wild stuff. Well, Darren, appreciate this. We'll be back with uh, with more from Darren bombing in Winnipeg on the other side of the break, and Brennan Bachelor's coming up a little bit later on past one thirty-five. Eastern, He'll be joining us from Vancouver to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. We'll uh, get more into all of this and more from you, the viewers. Texas, 902 518 3033 and the YouTube comments. It's The Rod Peterson Show. Very happy holidays watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 7 sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: Hey, check it out. We are in a couple of plaques here. That's me and my brother. Back-to-back years. Football awards. He's out playing basketball. Back there. I don't know if you'll see them sprinkling in and out. Otto and Amos and Megan and Brett, they're all hanging out. The family's home for the holidays, and we snuck into the high school to do the show today. So, a lot of fun as we welcome in Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports. He writes for NHL.com from
2: Winnipeg, and he's got the dog. All right. She's like a reindeer. It's like a reindeer was, arrived. You know, right in time for Christmas. I was just going to say, kind of
0: looks like a tiny reindeer.
2: Yeah. Exactly like Santa's little helper from The Simpsons. No, this is a whippet. It's like a a miniature greyhound. She is an absolute unit. Like, she can run and (laughs) jump like no dog I've ever seen before. I'll put her down. But um, dog sitting for Christmas and just, yeah, like the sweetest girl. I love that dog. Yeah.
0: That's great. Uh, I love that. That's love, it's the holidays, man. You get a chance to, uh, to check in yes. with everybody. We want to check in with you on the text line as well at 902-518-3033. Send us your holiday photos, and maybe we'll put Clark to work and see if we can get some of them on the screen um, if you guys send us in. So send us your, your Christmas photos. Um, we know everybody's watching right now, uh, whether you're on Game Plus TV across the country or throughout the United States. There's the number. 902-518-3033. Um, send us your Christmas photos to the text line and we can get them on. Um, Tim Capper wants to just uh, add here on the text line um, that the RSEQ has shut down all sports to mid-January here in Quebec. Uh, Tim Capper is in Montreal. So thanks for that, Tim. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough time right now um, in sports. We're not going to see any NHL hockey for the next few days. but. Darren, do we know what the NHL has planned? We talked to Dave Poolin yesterday and he said the biggest thing would just be some certainty as to what's at least going to happen between Christmas and New Year's and where the NHL goes from
2: here. Any sense of, of what might be coming? Well, I think certainty is the only thing that, that's truly lacking, right? It's a fluid situation. I think, you know, with this Omicron variant, um, it's extremely, you know, from what I've read, far from an expert, of course, but it's extremely contagious and transmissible but it's not as dangerous to those who are infected and to those you know vulnerable people That's that's what COVID-19 has always been about those vulnerable people and how badly it can affect them and, and overwhelm healthcare systems here in Manitoba we've been it's been pretty bad we're you know at capacity or very near capacity for ICU beds and, and the rest but when it comes to the National Hockey League they want to see what's happening like in major U.S. markets, they didn't expect this wave to hit until January. And now it's hit in mid-December and, and into the holidays, right? And what happens in the holidays? More people congregate, more people travel and, and come together, you know, um, eating and hugging and, and the rest. So I think they're unsure what this next couple weeks will be like. The NHL is, is scheduled to get back on the ice on Boxing Day, and then the games resume on the 27th. And, you know, here in Winnipeg, they've already cut capacity down to 50%. They essentially said to all the season ticket holders, we're rescinding your tickets, and then we're going to give back half of them. So how they're handling that, obviously, you know, their customer service lines are ringing off the hook, and, and, you know, some people are upset, and some people understand in the end, they still plan to play the games. And, you know, the Olympics factors into this. What February might now entail is in making up those cross-border games that they postponed over the last week and potentially games that they will postpone in the coming weeks. So, you know, the Olympics is done. That's, that sucks. That's a, that's a good question. The Olympics, you know,
0: with that Olympic break. And maybe you'd know more about this. And this is just me, my mind wondering. Okay. I haven't looked this up, but, you know, fans and often don't look at this as in terms of an employee and a business relationship, right? When we're looking at CBAs and salaries, they're getting paid to play games. And I even believe this goes into overtime and why we don't have continuous overtime taxing on the players. And if you want players to play sometimes two games a night, AKA three overtimes. They want to get paid for overtime pay, right, and all of the rest. So the Olympic break, would that be negotiated in the CBA that the players have this break if they're not going to the Olympics? And if they want to reschedule games inside of a two-week period that was scheduled as time off, does, this, does the PA have to agree to this? And does there have to be a little bit of negotiation?
2: Yeah that, that's an interesting question like what are there 550 600 players in the national hockey league like it's a, it's a very small percentage that go to the olympics whether it's you know Latvia or Denmark or 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 the major nations in hockey um so it's a break yeah. for most, right? It's a it's an opportunity for them to be like, okay, I can go to a you know my kid's school play, or I can take the kids on a little trip, or I can spend some time at home with the baby or the wife or whatever it might be with and their it's parents planned already, you know for exactly it's planned and, and you know well that's the reality of hockey. Like you might be playing for the Buffalo Sabers one week and then you're on the Pittsburgh Penguins the next week or, or the Vancouver Canucks and you got to move across the continent. That that's the reality. They they get paid big bucks and. um We know careers are short, right? Right. But when it comes to compensation, like National Hockey League players aren't paid to play in the playoffs. They get their last check and and then the playoff starts. They want that glory. They want that recognition. They want that cachet to increase about being a Stanley Cup playoff performer, of being a champion, of winning the hardest trophy to win in professional sports. So there's that. That's what they play for. That that's that uh, motivating factor. Um, when it comes to the Olympics, like it's if, if you're if you're from Latvia, you know you're on Seiko What are your what are your chances of winning an Olympic gold medal, or a silver, or even a bronze? The opportunity to go is yeah. awesome. To be in the village and and have that whole experience to you know be part of that to opening ceremonies and come out with your nation's flag. That's amazing. But I think for the majority of players in the National Hockey League, you're bottom six, you're, you're bottom nine. You're probably not part of that conversation of Olympic consideration. So you look forward to that time off. And, and there are players that want to play and there are players that... Nations want to play. We want you on our team. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this Olympics off. I owe it to my family, or I owe it to myself, or my body. You know, a, a chance to recover mid-season, so you can be a little bit healthier come playoffs. I think there's a lot of value in that as well.
0: I, I absolutely agree. To the comments on YouTube, Wayne says uh, to you um, from the opening part of the segment, put a red nose on the dog. And then free Oleg says knit the dog a sweater. Winnipeg's cold. Have you ever are you a are you a clothing on dog kind of guy, or is that like a no-fly zone? Well,
2: so here's the thing. My partner Erin and I, like she she has this app on her phone and, and she dog sits professionally. We take one dog at a time. It's it's kind okay. of a nice thing. Little income for, well, our planned February vacation. We'll see, right? It goes for us in the media as well, and, and fans and season ticket holders, right? Um, but yeah, clothing on a dog, like. I'm kind of mixed on it when it's cold for sure. If they need the boots, like this is a whip it. They got there. It's a runner, right? Like it's got long skinny toes and you got to keep her warm. Her mom dropped her off yesterday. And like, we got a room full of her stuff. Like seriously, like she's got all types of outfits. Yeah. They dropped her off. She was in like a whole Santa Claus uh, outfit. She's got neck warmers. You remember the big long neck she has. Um, she's geared up, big time, geared up. Um, but uh, you know, awesome. if if you're putting a sweater on your dog for for a, a, a springtime stroll through the park, uh, I don't know. That's that's not for me.
0: <laughs> Arland Bruce III's watching. We say, hey, Arland, and Merry Christmas. We need to connect in the new year. Um, we really do. And that's probably on me. Um, bro. He said, let me come work on my jumper while you're out on the air. He's like, I would kill it in that gym facts. Merry Christmas. So that's pretty good.
2: Arlen Um, Bruce, man, like Darren, when, when I was a fan of the bombers and playing junior football, myself wearing number three, I never won awards like you rookie of the year, but never athlete of the year, football athlete of the year. But I wore number three and stone's throw from my field was Winnipeg stadium where Arlen Bruce would would play, and, and he had the three on his on his name bar, and I used to always love watching him. What an electric player he was.
0: Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, he also wanted to, or uh, Jennifer wanted to know if we had played the jingle yet, the text jingle. Um, we're going to play. Can we play that at the end of this segment in a few minutes? You want to do it right now? In, a, in one second. You can cue it up. We'll play the text. Have you heard the text jingle, Darren? I haven't. Nope. Okay, so we got a jingle for the text line. We're gonna play it next. Um, Cindy Girl says that she has to run. Merry Christmas, Darren, Rod, and all of the crew. Have a beautiful holiday weekend. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, thanks for checking in today. Okay, are we ready with the text jingle? Hit it. Text nine zero two five one eight three
1: zero double three. Nine zero two five one eight three zero double three. Pick your phone and text RP. That's Rod Peterson. He- he- Outstanding.
2: <laughs> Outstanding. I'm I'm ready to uh, donate the, uh, my used car to, to kids. How about that? <laughs> the UK
0: the UK uh, accent, Rod Peterson, and uh, the little he hee at the end. It gets people. They love it. It's catchy. You'll be singing that in the shower. We'll play it about. 500 more times uh, between now and, uh, and next year. But uh, yeah, crazy. Jeez, um, where do we want to go from here, caller? Look, at, we're going into the break, and we'll bring you back in here for overtime. Brenda Bachelor's coming up here in our next segment. we only got a couple minutes here uh, before we got a break. Um, let's look outside of Winnipeg. Let's look outside of Vancouver a little bit. Um, but let's look at Canada in the National Hockey League when we get set to resume play. Who are you most excited about in, in Canada's NHL teams? And, Clark, I'll get you to queue up that graphic um, soon. Um, but who are you most excited about in Canada here when it comes to the second half of the NHL season?
2: For me, it's Edmonton. If, if they can continue to grow the way they've grown, like how, how often have... Canadian hockey fans, Oilers fans. I know you have lots of viewers out there uh, in Oilers Nation, where they've shown flashes and then they haven't been able to carry it through. I think it's time for Edmonton. They have two of the best, if not the best, forwards in the NHL. I know Zach Hyman's a little bit banged up right now, killing my fantasy roster. But uh, you know they've they've seemed to round out their game. And I think they're a team, um, you know, similar to the Winnipeg Jets. You know, if you can figure it out and, and find that extra X factor, that one part of your game that is going to make you that much better. I honestly feel like in a very competitive Western Conference and a very competitive NHL, it's so often one thing. If you can do that one factor of your game better, it's going to make the entire team and, and your numbers increase that much more. I think Edmonton is beyond capable of that. That's what I'm most looking forward to. I think they can make, they can make make a lot of noise, do a lot of damage in the second half.
0: Okay, guys, bring up the graphics. And just before we break, give us your thoughts on this. We can break this down a little bit later and I'll uh, get Brennan Batchelor's thoughts on this. This is from our betting partner, betregal.net odds on winning the Western conference and appearing in the Stanley cup, final. They've got the Vegas Golden Knights, number one, followed by Colorado, Minnesota and Calgary, the number one Canadian team in the West. This is for Bet Regal. So Darren, who's coming out
2: of the West? In the way too early to predict
0: Western Conference.
2: Yeah. Well, no kidding, right? Like what happened a couple years ago this time of year, the St. Louis Blues were in last place in the NHL, second last place. They go on with Craig Berube to win the Stanley Cup. So you never know. That's the beauty. I think if you're a better and you look at Calgary and Edmonton plus nine hundred each. Even the Jets at at eighteen hundred. Like, why not throw a couple bucks on a flyer there? You never know what what you may get. Um, I think Colorado, if you know the, the, they can get some roster stability, uh, I like them. I, I think Colorado is going to be a team in, in the conference finals. I'll say I'll say Edmonton and Colorado. Um, you know, okay. In you know Pacific yep. Pacific Division one two.
0: And the East, guys, pull up the East, and we'll get you this, and then we got a break. In the East, Tampa, Toronto, um, Florida, and Carolina are the top five. Um, so the only Canadian team on that side of it, obviously, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who do you like in the East?
2: Well, you look at that number, Toronto, like you're going to get a lot of action out of Leafs Nation, right? Uh, that That's probably a little bit low to entice a little bit or, or to offset how many people are probably going to be taking the Leafs, especially with the way they've been playing through the month of December. Uh, I really like Carolina plus 500. I think that team is, is very dangerous. And, you know, they, they finally figured out uh, the, the, the defensive part of their game to go with a lot of that offensive firepower they have. I like Carolina to come out of the East.
0: Darren, we'll see you in overtime. Uh, appreciate this. Always good to be with you, man. All right. He'll be back for overtime. Brennan Batchelor from the Vancouver Canucks, the voice of the Canucks on Sportsnet 650, joins us next. It's the holiday edition of the Rod Peterson Show, live from the Winyard Composite High School on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: Coming up tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show, it's our World Junior Preview Show. Peter Labardius will be by Julie Romanheiber from the New Jersey, New York area to preview Team USA. We'll have Alan Miller, the general manager of Hockey Canada, and a whole lot more. Rod will be back for the World Junior Preview Show tomorrow, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Same time as always, Game Plus and YouTube Live, and our final show before Christmas. Back all next week with best of the year shows so we're going to go back and visit all the greatest moments from the past year on the rod peterson show next week and then uh our live shows will resume on the tuesday january the third let's go out to the west coast and let's welcome in brennan Batchelor, the play-by-play voice for the vancouver Canucks, and we say merry christmas brennan and and uh happy holidays
1: and to you and to all your viewers as well how are you today
0: Hey, we're doing we're doing great. We're back home too. Um, I don't know if uh, this is our this is the high school in Winyard, Saskatchewan, little community uh, of under two thousand people where I grew up. Good stuff. And the only place in town with good enough Wi-Fi to do the internet to do the show. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of by default. But you know, amidst all the you know uncertainty and everything uh, that's happening in the NHL, what's up for uh, in the bachelor household uh, for the holidays?
1: Yeah, well, um, we're going to get together with my parents. My wife and I had a baby daughter in March, so it's her first Christmas. So that's all very exciting for us. And uh, we'll get together, have a nice dinner with my parents a couple of days from now. So it'll be good.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, for Vancouver sports fans and Vancouver Canucks fans specifically, how would you describe the holidays right now and the mood they're in? Because, you know, a month ago, this team was in a much different situation than they are today. And I would say that the Vancouver Canucks fans are probably feeling better than almost any other fan base in Canada right now, winning six in a row, eight to 10, and everything looks to be pretty positive on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, it was almost a, a disappointment for many people that, um, you know, games had to be postponed here. Certainly with the way the team had been playing, they had a big game against the Maple Leafs. Uh, coming up that that was postponed last weekend. So uh, with the way the team had been playing, you wanted to continue to see the good times rolling under Bruce Boudreau, now 6-0 since he took over as the head coach. And they've really looked like a completely different hockey team from the club we saw, as you alluded to, even a month, maybe even a few weeks ago. Um, And now the question is more around, you know, the hole they dug themselves early in the season and whether it's too big of a hole to climb out of or whether they'll be able to get themselves back into the playoff conversation. And I guess we'll have to see how they do once things pick up. Hopefully, on the 27th, they're scheduled to host the Seattle Kraken.
0: In a word, can you sum up who Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux is? In a word,
1: uh, positive that's the the biggest thing that he's brought to this group is he's come in and brought an air of positivity. Uh, You know, I don't want to say that the the mood around the team was hopelessness prior to the coaching change, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of belief there. Uh, You know, in Vancouver, all the conversations were about this being a lost season and Bruce Boudreau came in and he brought an air of positivity and, uh, and he got the players to believe that they could, get back into this playoff picture that they could uh you know show that they are a better team than what they were through the first quarter of the season and he has got buy-in and it's funny because you know in today's day and age we see all the analytical models and percentage chance of a team making the playoffs after they get off to a bad start but when boudreaux arrived he said look we're nine points out of the playoffs I just want us to try and win every week. And if we can gain one point in the standings every week, then in nine weeks from now, we'll be back in a playoff spot. And it seems like when you boil it down that way, you know, regaining control of your own fate and getting back into a conversation where you can contend for a playoff spot seems a lot more attainable than maybe it would if, you look at probabilities and think about what your overall record has to be the rest of the season to climb back up in the standings. So um, he's gotten buy-in from sort of that short-term, let's win this week, let's just worry about the games we've got coming up and not look long-term, and the team has been playing for him, and they've played very well.
0: Well, clearly they have, and it's an exciting group to watch. And as we move into the Christmas break, what would be on the Canucks' holiday wish list? In terms of what's missing from this group or what player hasn't, you know, still has something left that we haven't seen? What's, what's on the holiday wish list
1: for the Vancouver Canucks? Did we lose him? We lost him for a second. I don't know if he saw the, uh, heard the question or not. Um,
0: but we will get back to Brennan Bachelor, who joins us to play by play by play voice of the Vancouver Canucks on Sportsnet 650. You just let me know when we got him. We've got him. Okay. So I don't know if you heard the question, but it was the holiday wish list for the the Vancouver Canucks. What's on their holiday wish list in terms of, you know, what's missing from the roster or a player who isn't looking like himself? What's on the wish list for the uh, for the Canucks?
1: Well, you know, if they're looking to improve in the short term, it's the right side of the blue line uh, that, that is going to need a lot of help. They could also really use a right shot centerman. Uh, they have Brandon Sutter in the organization, uh, who has been dealing with long haul COVID symptoms, hasn't played yet this year. He was their only right shot centerman. So, uh, you know, particularly early in the season on the penalty kill, they, you know, couldn't, couldn't win faceoffs a lot of the time. And as a result, uh, giving up all sorts of goals and, you know, had a historically bad penalty kill up until the time of the coaching change. So right shot centerman. Uh, if we're looking in the short term for this team trying to win games this year, uh, a right shot defenseman that can play in the top four would would also be welcome. Uh, and then if you're looking longer term with this organization, it's restocking the cupboards with prospects because they're pretty bare right now. Jim Benning, uh, in the last couple of years, as his tenure sort of came to an end, had moved out a lot of draft picks to try and improve the roster. Uh, moving a first-round pick in the JT Miller trade, moving another first-round pick in the Ekman Larson Connor Garland trade. Um, so that'll be a big part of Jim Rutherford's task here as the new president, and then whoever he brings in to be the general manager will be restocking the prospect cupboards, uh, reacquiring some some draft picks if possible, and you know trying to ensure that there's a pipeline of players that can help feed this NHL roster for years to come.
0: Any idea when we can, when we can expect an announcement on a general manager or what the plan is uh, for the Canucks and Jim Rutherford?
1: Yeah. When Rutherford came in as the president, he said he had a list of 40 candidates that he would consider for the GM that he needed to whittle down. And he's already started working on that. Um, I know there have been rumors of Patrick Alvin being a front runner right now. Uh, he worked with Rutherford in Pittsburgh, so that's certainly a possibility but uh I don't know if there's any certain timeline on that. I would imagine that in an ideal world, Rutherford would like to have someone in place uh, ahead of the trade deadline so that they can come in and make the tweaks to the roster that they need to, but at the same time, Rutherford is an experienced n h l general manager who can do the job himself if he has to so uh I would expect before the end of the season at the very least. But who knows, it'll all depend on who he wants to bring in.
0: Yeah, they're getting the right people in place, and Jim Rutherford is, is more than capable. Before I let you go, um, I got to ask you, because you can put me, chalk me up in the list of people who had no clue that Rick Nash was called the Slim Reaper. Like,
1: that's <laughs> real life. I know. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I, I was watching Jeopardy the other night, and they had that question. And I uh, had never heard of it before. Apparently, there was a very brief period when he played for the New York Rangers where some of his teammates called him the Slim Reaper. It seems to be that it was more of a joke, actual nickname. So, you know, I'll credit uh, whoever works at Jeopardy doing the research. They dug deep for that one because I certainly had never heard it. And then I tweeted it out. And most people that I spoke to had never heard it either.
0: That's completely off the board in terms of the nick- but. I mean, Rick Nash will go down as one of the greats. He was he was really good for Columbus. He played on Team Canada, a real star player in the NHL. And to have that big of a profile, and I know he played most of his career in Columbus, but even to New York, for that not to get out or become mainstream, I think is is wild.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I I was shocked at the question because. You know, as a hockey guy, whenever you watch Jeopardy and there's a hockey question that comes up, your ears perk up, and you're like, oh, okay, great, this is awesome. I know I'm going to get this one. I might not know 95% of the answers to the other questions, and I had no clue on that one. So uh, you learn something every day, I guess.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Brennan, I appreciate this and taking the time over the holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, all the best here throughout the season.
1: Yep, thanks very much. Talk to you soon.
0: Brandon Batchelor is the voice of the Vancouver Canucks on Sportsnet 650 and has to be feeling pretty good about where uh, that team is headed. We got one more segment to go here today from uh, WCHS. And uh, Darren Bauman will be back for overtime and another Taco Time viewer takeover. So we'll spend it with you on the other side of the break. It's the Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now.
0: This is the set today. The WCHS gym. Yeah, we're the bears and we're up top giving you a wave, but you can't see behind the lights too bright we welcome you back into the studio here inside uh the winyard composite yeah everybody was playing basketball they've all gone home for uh, a uh, a lunch a big lunch mom's cooking every day she's got something going on so we'll be back there very soon um as soon as we're off the area but let's bring darren bombing in one more time bonfire sports and nhl.com um it's been awesome spending some time with you darren uh yeah. Uh, and again, Merry Christmas to you and, and the family and, and everybody, uh, back home in Winnipeg. Um, what's up for you now between now and, uh, and the new year.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that, Darren. Uh, this was more fun as fun as we had out for dinner when you were stranded in Winnipeg, uh, a few weeks ago, this was, this was probably more fun than that, but, um, yeah, Merry Christmas to you and to everybody out there as well. I hope everyone has a, a wonderful holidays and and new year. On Fire Sports, we're going to continue to, you know, grow our offerings. I got Scott Billick of the Winnipeg Sun, the Winnipeg Jets beat reporter, travels with the team. He's going to join me for more kind of bite-size uh, hot takes and uh, and discussion on the Winnipeg Jets. We're going to have CFL football coverage throughout the winter as well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement here in Winnipeg, obviously. Three years defending, two straight Grey Cup championships or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But uh, we like to talk about the entire CFL because if you're a fan of one team in this league, you're a fan, in essence, of all of them because, um, you know, uh, it's a -a one-of-a-kind brand of football. Stay away from four downs, please. I know you and I could do a whole show on that.
0: We absolutely could. And let me just last... The only thing I say on that is, you know, any talk that we've ever had about an XFL-CFL merger and needing to play four downs or anything like that that's a merger that's a completely different animal that's a dead CFL and now you're finding a home somewhere else the CFL should yeah. not change to four downs on its own unless it was joining a north american league and changing the the, the entire structure the CFL right. needs to stay canadian
2: 100% agree it's that's it's right. our identity it's yeah. it's our it's our game right yeah
0: yeah absolutely uh, guys is it possible to grab that photo from Brian in the, uh, in the text line? 902-518-3033. Brian sent in a holiday photo. Um, so if we can get that up before the end of the show, um, work real hard and try and do that. And then just let me know if we have it. Um, look, it, it is, what is it? Week 16 in the National Football League. Thursday night football tonight. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, three-point favorites over the Tennessee Titans. I'll be watching that tonight. Uh, 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, Titans are in a little bit of trouble, but they may have A.J. Brown back, which would be really, really big as the playoff picture starts to uh, come into focus. Uh, Pro Bowl rosters were announced. Uh, Hands up if you had the uh, Indianapolis Colts leading all teams with seven. Also hands up if you had the Denver Broncos being one of uh, seven teams without a Pro Bowler on the roster. And rookie Jamar Chase is a starter from the Cincinnati Bengals. Those were all highlights for me. If you remember at the beginning of the year, he was confused when he was having drops in the preseason because of the stripe on the football. And now he's a Pro Bowl starter. So unbelievable stuff. That's kind of what's been going on here today. A couple of bowl Joe games Burrow happening. Got, Joe Burrow um, got
2: robbed. Joe Burrow got absolutely robbed. I know. How, how he's not a, a Pro Bowler. S- same with Matt Stafford. You know, uh, yeah. Kyler Murray's in there with, with a putrid touchdown. To interception ratio, he's been hurt this year. Matt Stafford deserves uh, the nod, in my opinion, over him. But th- that's the fun of these things. You-, you can always spark the debate with these Pro Bowl rosters. And my Colts, right there. I told you. There they are. <laughs> continuing. to Jonathan Taylor leading so the way. Ways. Yeah,
0: beast. As the running back, yeah, for the AFC. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady back in the Pro Bowl as well, along with Kyler Murray and uh, Justin Herbert on the other side. Uh, nabbing one of those Pro Bowl spots. Okay, we got the photo. I know we're in the final minute here. Uh, here's the photo from Brian. Uh, he's trucking during the holidays. So Merry Christmas, Brian. Thanks for sending in the photo. Thanks for watching here. Taco Time viewer takeover. And uh, we say happy holidays to everybody who's watching us today. Tomorrow is our World Junior Preview
2: Special. Um, you going to be watching? Absolutely. I don't think it's, it's the holiday season without a little World Junior Hockey
0: absolutely darren again merry christmas thanks for joining us today uh really appreciate it and thanks to all of you world junior show tomorrow final day rod will be back in here before the holidays and then we'll see you next week with our best of the year shows for everybody merry christmas thanks for watching the rod peterson show and we'll see you tomorrow
1: you screwed up clark For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.